Hello and welcome to Still Buffering, a cross-generational guide to the culture that made us. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McRoy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. Um, uh, listen, all I know how to talk about is the show that I'm doing. I don't really have a great opening anecdote for anyone because we just live and breathe outdoor theater right now. You know what sucks about <laughs> the, the job that I currently have is the exact opposite and that all you can talk about is Spongebob? When you work a job where you have to sign a confidentiality thing, you can't talk about any of it. I just come home every day and just sit in silence. Just all these thoughts just in my head. Silently stay up there. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, you can de-identify. Yeah, it's just, Sydney, here's the thing. We're in West Virginia. Everybody knows everybody. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's hard. Because, <laughs> um, yeah. you know, I mean... Cooper loves to hear a story of a good bloody something, but mommy well, saved the day sure. despite a blooding. And so, like, I can de-identify some blooding stories. Sure. Um, I, I work in a restaurant, so we don't have any confidentiality clauses, but it's also not the last thing I want to talk about when I'm not there. <laughs> so basically, none of us have anything to say. <laughs> it's a uh, really terrible trait, I think, of most of us in medicine. Um, at least I know about physicians. I don't want to speak for everybody in healthcare professions, but like we tend to hang out with a lot of other people who do the same thing a lot because we just want to talk about work. And so then we just talk about work the whole time. Like Justin dreads I was going to say, any you sort hang of, out with Justin a lot though. Well, I mean, that's different. Justin and I have other interests that we share and like, <laughs> like being married to each other. Yeah. But like when he has to come to like something for my office, like a Christmas party or something, it is just he is <laughs> poor thing. He's so miserable. Like he wanders around seeking out any non medical spouse or friend or someone, like please, for the love of God, there has to be someone here who doesn't want to talk about blood and guts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. Yeah. It's a it's it is a flaw we have. I, um, that, I, I think that's true in any industry, though, because I think most of mm-hmm. like when I hang out with other restaurant people, all we do is complain about the job that we're so desperate to not be at and not talk about. Then we go out after work and we just sit there and be like, oh, man, table 20. Did you see what they did? Like, oh, this sub <laughs> that somebody asked me for. Can you believe it? it's like, what are we doing? Why, why can't we escape this? Yeah. Do you think... Yeah. I've always wondered if people, if after we order the pizzas we order, if people are complaining about us after work. Right. Well, what's special about well, the you, pizzas you that you Well, you say this order? because one of your children, I assume you're saying this, mm-hmm. because one of your children likes cheese and no sauce, likes cheese sticks, but in pizza form. Mm-hmm. And one of your children likes sauce and no mm-hmm. cheese. Sauce and sausage with no cheese. Right. And then I get sauce with no cheese and chicken and green peppers and onions and pineapple. Justin's the only one that orders a regular normal yeah, pizza. Justin just gets a regular old pizza. But I always wonder if anybody has a conversation about like, who are the, uh, it feels like a trick we're playing. It feels like we're trying to like catch them getting, I know that's how it feels. Like you're just trying to trip us up, right? Like this is such a ridiculous order. It feels intentional. So you can like complain and get a coupon or something like it feels like a joke order. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, to be honest, as some, I mean, I'm saying this is somebody that does this. I get more annoyed when my coworkers have a big problem with mods because 
we don't know why people are making mods. Because I honestly, I mean, having kids in my family that I love, my first thought usually when I see a very specific order, I'm like, oh, it's probably a kid. And then sometimes also it's like people have allergies, people have food intolerances, people have texture problems. Like we don't know why. So it's better to just try to do it. And like, that's just part of the job. Part of the job is just doing And if it's like, you know, if it's an outlandish request, like I had somebody get angry with me because I have two jobs in restaurants right now. And one of them is in like a burger place. And it's we just have everything comes on the same. We have one bread, the one bread (laughs) and it's a burger bun. And that's it. And this lady just was not okay with the fact that I didn't offer rye bread of all things. Just just, but you don't have rye. I was like, no, I don't have rye. Why don't you have rye? I I didn't know. I don't know. This is a deeper question than I was willing to ponder at this moment. <laughs> I will, <laughs> on I will a burger? Re- reflect on that and get back to you as to why we don't offer rye bread as a substitute for a burger bun. She was inconsolable about this fact. But that's so, hmm. generally the response. The, the, the requests are just like, yeah, that's leaving something off. That's fine. That's easy to do. Yeah. You know. That's what I always hope. Often my customizations, my modifications are like, leave this one thing off. And I always hope. Maybe it's easier to just not put a thing on there. It's oh, it, um, leaving something off is easy. Yeah. Adding things on for some reason is <laughs> just it's harder. And then making up things, that's usually where I draw the line. Like, no, I don't. I don't have that. It's not here. <laughs> well, and I try to make up for like, I, most of the time, I just order things as they come. Like, it's rare that I will... Even if I don't want something on there, I'll usually just be like, man, it'll be fine. Whatever. I mean, I'm, I'm very like if we're going to order pizza and you're going to get to pick your toppings, you may as well pick what you like. But right. for most foods, it's not like that. Right. You just kind of order whatever's on the menu. And if whatever arrives at my table is wrong. Short of being raw, short of being like will make me sick and kill me. Yeah. I will never say a word about it. I will eat it in peace. I will thank you for it and I will tip you well and I'll no one will ever know but me that it was wrong. The, the the thing that bums me out about that is that I feel like the understanding customers are are the people that could say, "Oh man, this isn't what I ordered. Can I get something else?" cuz that's always within our it's always within anybody's realm to do that, like, you know. Sure. Some restaurants are dysfunctional and they punish servers for mistakes or just the kitchen's mistakes but the most places don't do that like usually it's like oh you're cool with it great i'm gonna get you what you want it's always the people that have the kind of ridiculous demands that will then also demand that things go back to the kitchen like it's it's never the people you want to hook up it's never the people that you want to be like you know what you're right that was you asked for no sauce and we gave you sauce let me fix that for you that's fine no problem it's never those people it's it's always the people that already started out being a problem that continue to be a problem i don't i don't i just can't the only the only moment where i've ever admitted an order was wrong and like not in a way that i expect anything to be done we were at the park the other night ordering fast food again uh through a through a delivery app because that's what we've all been eating for weeks and we had ordered food for me and Justin and the girls. And when the guy showed up, he had one bag, one tiny Wendy's bag. <laughs> and I looked at the tiny Wendy's bag and like, I didn't know what was in it, but I knew it wasn't everything. <laughs> I knew there was no way the number of chicken nuggets and fries, there were no drinks and we ordered four. So I knew the drinks weren't there, but I looked at this and he goes, are you Justin? And I said, no, but I mean, <laughs> yes, yes. And he was like, here's your food. And I took it and I said, 
there's no way you have more in your car, right? Like, there, this is all. And he was like, it's all they gave me. And I said, okay, thank you, man. Have a great day. <laughs> With my, just thinking, like, which one? It was one chili. One chili. <laughs> Cooper told me about this. Somebody Somebody did won the Hunger Games, literally. <laughs> well, did mom tell you the adventure she had to go on the other night? No. She ordered food for me oh, and yeah. her and the girls, your your two children, of course. Um, and it was kind of late. I mean, it was like nine o'clock. But we ordered pasta. I was so excited. I was like, oh, man, I barely eaten today. Like, pasta is going to be so good. And the, and the girls mm-hmm. were going to get some noodles. It was going to be great. And mom's tracking them. And she's like, all right, they're about to come up the hill. And then all of a sudden says, oh, it's delivered. So I, of course, run to peek out the door, and there's nothing there. So, well, Mom, it's not. And she said, it says it is. And she texted the number and said, hey, you know, we're looking around. We only have the one porch. We don't have somewhere else it could be. We don't have, you know, like another door. Um, so did you, you know, what did it look like? And they described a house that is very definitely not our house. So... <laughs> And mom was trying to get them to be like, well, can you at least tell me, like, was there a number on the house? Like, we know they were within a very close range where we live. So mom was just trying to ascertain, like, is there, like, can I figure out whose house this got sent to and was go try to find Was she going to go try to find the food? Yeah. Because they were, the guy, the guy straight up refused <laughs> on the phone. He was like, hey, man, I followed the GPS. I went where it told me. I dropped it off on the porch. That's oh, all I no. can do. Sorry. And wouldn't say, like, anything else. And mm-hmm. then discontinue the conversation, as you can do on those apps. So... Mom just starts driving around. <laughs> like, the, I mean, we know that he had made it, like, pretty much to the bottom of our hill where we live. So we knew he was somewhere very close. So Mom drove around to a few houses and eventually stumbled upon one that matched the description he gave pretty well. Um, and the people insisted they did not have our pasta, but... She knocked on the door? Yeah. Mom, no. Oh, yeah. God. He just said, hey, did you get a food delivery by accident? They said, nope. She said... Okay, sorry, just checking. Or you got delivered to the wrong house. Oh, but I cannot believe she went looking for the food. Like, even if she could be found dangerous, it, honestly. I wouldn't take the food. Well, well, okay, here was my thought. Because, like, if you get free pasta, you're going to take a bite of it. Here was, okay, I but mean, here's what I was you're thinking. You're only human. Do you know, it was so fast. And a lot of, like, we ordered contactless. Mm-hmm. And they don't even, like, knock on the door, ring the doorbell when they do that. They just leave it there. Right. So, in my head, I'm thinking, it's been, like, three minutes since this guy said he delivered it. And maybe he didn't knock on the door. Maybe he didn't ring the doorbell. Maybe it's still just like sitting on someone's porch. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he just or, dropped it there and left. And maybe or, it's still just sitting right there and we can just whoop. You know what happened it. to it? He ate it. That bear. Oh, that bear. There's, we there's, had two we had two bears. We have there's had a two, bear? We have had two bears in our neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Oh no. Like right around the woods around this I mean, seriously, like within half a mile from our house there have been two bears hanging around here mom did this she made the gophers feel safe and then she made the deer feel safe and now the bears are like me too what about me you got food for me and he took the pasta uh well okay must be for me it's been it's been so west virginia though and i don't really want to get into the whole story of the bear if you're local you know the story of the bear and i don't want to it's it's sad and i don't want to get to the sad bear part, part of the story but uh all these people have been videoing the bear like out in their yards and then posting videos on Facebook of like, look, the bear's here. And then everybody immediately starts commenting, don't tell the cops. Don't call anybody. Don't tell anybody. you got to protect the bear. <laughs> everybody protect the bear. Don't tell anybody there's a bear here. Seriously, though, that's every video like, look at this. There's a bear in my yard. Don't tell anybody about the bear. 
Protect the bear. I agree with that. I yeah. know. It's, it's been very West Virginia. Nobody tell him. Don't tell the law about the bear. <laughs> <laughs> don't be a snitch. We don't need the government down here taking care of this bear. Except for one person who was like, do you think the government's releasing bears? I was like, what? Oh, yes. No. Oh, no. Yes. <laughs> the government typed that. Uh, <laughs> uh, let me Just, just to, to, to help you as somebody that works with these delivery apps, just let me give you two Two facts, just a little behind the scene knowledge. One, when an order goes missing, if it's like a seamless Grubhub situation, Uber Eats, whatever, it is so much more cost efficient for them to just, they will replace it. The restaurant still gets paid. We still get paid. We're just Mm -hmm. asked to remake the order and we get paid again by the big app. So Mm -hmm. before you get in your car and drive around (laughs) and try to bounty hunt your pasta, uh, just let the app know that your food was not delivered and they will either refund you or reorder your food no, they, for you. They immediately refunded mom. Like pretty Good. much within like yeah. 10 minutes someone was able to refund yeah. it. The restaurant was closed by the point that it had supposed to have been delivered and we realized it was nowhere in sight. So we couldn't get it replaced. Um, so yeah. It, honestly if it hadn't been for like Charlie and Cooper needing like sustenance if it would have just been me and been like, Mom, you know, just get your money back. I'll make yeah. something else. But when you have Charlie and Cooper just sitting there staring at you with that look in their eyes that I don't know where they get it from when they get so hungry, they just get a little angry. I don't know where it comes from, but it's a little scary. I have no idea. I don't know anything yeah. about it. Who knows? About <laughs> Who that? knows? I don't know anything about that. I, Both I of you. Say, though, <laughs> Both I, of yeah, you. I, really, I'm terrified say, I don't when know you're why hungry. you're in shade, Riley. I I will yeah, say that if you can say that there is something something that happens sometimes where you're watching for your food because you're really hungry and you've been waiting and so you're like watching the delivery driver and you're like ah oh, here they come they're driving okay and then you start seeing him go the wrong direction you're like no oh, mm-hmm. took the wrong turn and then they're doing going way the wrong direction you're like wait wait where That's are when you they- going and then you see the car, and then you see him stop and then they say your order has been delivered oh. And you realize, like, they ate my food. <laughs> they ate my food. There's something about that. It's a kind of chaos that I can appreciate. Like, I'm always kind of like, you know what? Well done. Because my guess is that if you do that, eventually they won't let you drive for them anymore, right? Like, at some point, if you if you eat the food, they're going to be like, we can't let you keep driving because you keep taking the food and eating it. So you must decide, like... This Chili's looks so good. <laughs> screw Grubhub. Screw this job. I'm out. Uh, well, here's the thing. What, if there are people working the math that, you know, there's this massive food conglomerate delivery service, which let's be real, that the way they make their money is they take money from us, the restaurants. We have to pay them. And then the delivery drivers also, like, are, uh, there's an amount of their sales that go to them. So they don't do anything. They just exist as an app. And they take money from all of us that are doing our jobs. Yes. Mm-hmm. If, if if delivery drivers, and I know when it happens, it happens probably twice a night, different delivery drivers, but twice a night at one of my jobs, an order will not, quote unquote, get delivered, or it'll get delivered to the wrong place. I know what happened. And we just go, okay, so you're going to reissue the order? Great. And we remake it, and somebody else shows up and takes it. And yes, you as the consumer absolutely have to wait a little longer for your food, but for the the amount of money those delivery guys get paid like well, come on let if they if yeah. your if your food looks so good that they just just need to have it you know 
Yeah. But, well, no, I mean, that's, that's generally <laughs> my feeling feel. on it is like, I mean, it, it really is a kind of like, I understand that decision making process, like, this isn't really good for my rating or whatever, probably, but man. <laughs> hey, I get it. I, my, our Wendy's chicken nugs look too good. No, that poor guy didn't know. He did not take our chicken nuggets. He genuinely thought he had brought the entire order. That was all on Wendy's. Wow. I was also going to say my second point is if you the, if you have a food come wrong in a restaurant, we're not afraid that you have a problem with it. We're afraid you're going to make a big deal about it. So if you're cool and you're like, oh, it's not a problem, that's all you need to do. Nine times out of ten. Just be cool about it. Don't use it as an excuse to like be abusive to us and we will hook you up. So. Hey, listen, my my entire goal in existence <laughs> is not to inconvenience anyone ever at any time, at any moment. That's it. If um, I can succeed in that goal of never inconveniencing another human for a second, Sydney, I'll you, feel I have lived my life well. You are inconveniencing me in this moment okay. because we are 17 and a half minutes into our podcast and we have yet to talk about the I'm one s- thing I want to talk about. I'm, I'm sorry. So sorry. That's my fault. I went on a weird aside about restaurant stuff. No, we, I think we all did. No. It wasn't just you. <laughs> yeah. And then Sydney brought up the bear. Sorry. Come on, Sid. I know. <laughs> The bear is going to be on my heart for a while. And you brought up the bear. I think the bear just now becomes like, for for any time somebody takes a topic wildly out of hand, oh, you brought up the bear. You brought up the bear. Um, You know what the bear was reminding me of, though, was that it it was, people were saying there were two bears, Mm -hmm. right? Because they look just alike, but they were like being, just like they're bears. They were being, (laughs) but they were being spotted in these different places, like all at the same time, people posting videos. So it's like, there must be two bears. But what if it was really one bear? And what if these two bears looked just alike and they sang a song together? You've lost the metaphor, but we're talking we're about We're talking about Barbie. the princess and the popper, the Barbie movie. <laughs> what if they sang a song where they held hands and they said, I'm just like you. So it'd probably be... to be fair, statistically, like it is our state animal. There are lots of black bears in West Virginia, so could, there could be too. You know, they're really not that... They weren't that big, though. The ones that people were posting videos of... They're two. Two years old. Two? They're, two a, little, old. they're a little tiny bears. Little bears. Little bears. Anyways, Barbie. Barbie. Um, This movie I thought we could talk about in preparation for the live-action Barbie movie that comes out next month um, that I personally am very excited about because when I was younger, more specifically, I believe this one came out in 2004, um, the Barbie franchise made a series of movie musicals uh, and this was the first princess and the pauper i uh i like well, first of all i cooper really got into it that Char- makes sense charlie was having some issues one with the animation i think because it's just old yeah. school. i mean it's yeah. just it's like yeah it's like the early computer, computer kind of stuff yeah where everything sort of looks like stilted and weird you know mm-hmm. um and then two I think she just isn't as into princesses as she used to be. Cooper was way into it. Um, I like that it showed, like, so there's the two princess, or there's the princess and the pauper who look exactly like, even though they're not related. Which is a really funny moment when it's these two strangers. It's like, you have very dark, solid brown hair, and I have completely light blonde hair. Except for that, we look just alike. (laughs) 
I mean, also because they're both Barbies. Well, yeah, yeah, that's the thing. They're both played by Barbie, which I think is funny. Yeah. If you look at the description online, it's like, this one's played by Barbie, and this one's played by Barbie. <laughs> this guy's played by Ken, and this guy's played by Ken. I know. That's, what, that's <laughs> what I said. Oh, my gosh, it's the Kens. We've got the Barbies and the Kens. Yep. Um, it's just the brunette ones and the blonde ones. Uh-huh. Uh, I like, too, that the brunette Barbie had a sort of theme where like blue was kind of her thing. Yeah, of course. And then blonde Barbie had a kind of theme where pink was her thing. Which like, well, those are the two things you can be growing up. (laughs) The blue one or the pink one (laughs) with the brown hair or the yellow hair. Yeah. That was a very, that was a very definite, distinctive personality. Like, test i i felt in like my youth. I, I feel like when i was little there definitely were those like you could buy the barbie that was blonde and she would have pink hair or not pink hair pink on like pink yeah. theme that's just traditional like og barbie yes or you could buy the barbie that had brunette hair and she's still named barbie but her hair's brown and everything's going to be blue and like mm-hmm. that's a different thing you can be the two genders <laughs> of barbie the, <laughs> those are the two barbie genders you can I, be I always questioned why they had named them all Barbie and why they stuck with that. Because, like, I thought for a while you've got, you know, Vet Barbie, Dr. Barbie, mm-hmm. Teacher Barbie, Mom, Bo- Bar- whatever. And Astronaut Barbie. Astronaut Barbie. You've got all these career iterations of blonde Barbie, usually, in the in the early days of career Barbie. They were all the blonde Barbie, but they had different jobs. But then you get all these different kinds of Barbies, but they're still all Barbie. Mm-hmm. It's like, can we... Do they not get names? That's and if they're well, little, they're is Barbie. that when they're a is that when they're a scout or whatever her name is? You know the little the little sister, Midge, not in Skipper. The, no, Skipper, Skipper. Yeah, the it's doll. Like a, There's yeah. also the other. Is this like a Pokemon little... evolution? That's what I'm wondering. There, is like you go from Skipper to Barbie, one. and like then do you maybe evolve into Brunette Barbie, who's still Barbie, but like Ken, like you're just you come out of Ken. So yeah, you're Ken. Ken if you're if you're a male in the Ken's Barbie world. Ken's are Ken, and this is is <laughs> a weird dichotomy. We're well, I think that I think that okay, what I think that Barbie and I don't know, and I feel like once we see the Barbie movie that has come out or that is coming out, the new everything Barbie I movie. see about it says that it's going to tell us lessons about God and man and creation. Yeah. So I'm very excited for it. <laughs> I know exactly, exactly. But I think it also like it alludes to this thing that like Barbie is not a doll. Barbie is not a character. Barbie is is a, God. Barbie is a concept. Barbie is an idea. Barbie is an idea. <laughs> Barbie. So so the the yeah, whole thing. Yeah. I think the reason I think they're all Barbie, and I, I I'm sure someone knows this because there are like how many cultural histories of Barbie probably out there in thesis so forms and whatever. But like my my perception has always been that if all of them are Barbie, then anyone can be Barbie. You can be Barbie. I can be Barbie. We can all be Barbie because Barbie is all of these things, all these ways of looking and being and acting and and things you can do with your life. All of that is Barbie. Is Barbie just like living your best life? Is that is that ascending to Barbie? Yes. (laughs) You answered so quickly. (laughs) I was still thinking about it. It's like you were like, like, uh, yes, that's it. Yes. Right. It's like it's like the Buddha. Like you can ascend, right? Isn't that like you? I, I, 
do not practice Buddhism, but isn't that like you could you can like your goal of like ascending to the well, level of Buddha? Whatever you could be, like your career, your your uh, your your clothes, your trappings, those are all ephemeral. Like you are your ultimate self is just yourself there. Yes, That's, is the Barbie. And the it Barbie. is the Barbie. And yeah. then you have become the Barbie. Okay. All right. I guess that makes sense in a more practical sense that like once they cuz I mean, we can acknowledge for a good while Barbie was only making you know, then blonde, blue-eyed dolls yes. that were all Barbie. Um, after a very, very long time, Barbie started trying to diversify the kinds of Barbies they have. And I guess that makes sense in a practical way of, like, you want all consumers to see a Barbie that they can identify with that is still Barbie. Now, you I- don't want to be relegated to, like, a... I don't know. Like, I want to say someone's name and come well, up with like what would be the second class of Barbie. Well, but there, no, but the second true. tier on the pyramid to like self fulfillment, <laughs> self realization. If, if this is what a Barbie is, and she's the main character, and she yeah. can do anything and be anything, but then we decide that every every doll we make with brown hair is named something else. Well, that's automatically going to be a secondary character, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, still so like in the world. If you have brown hair, you can't be the main character. It's worth noting that in Barbie Princess and the Popper, the Popper is in fact the Barbie with brown hair. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Who? Okay. Can like, we just. I, uh, please go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say the song, like, I'm just like you. You're yep. just like me. Like, no, no. One of you is an indentured servant, <laughs> yep. and the <laughs> other you. one is a princess. So, no. Like, it's cute that brown hair Barbie was like, yeah, we're the same. But, like, you know, she's thinking, no, actually, I, I have to walk a mile for my egg and pay for it. You get an omelet in bed. We're very different. It's one of the no most war, genuinely... class war. Can we do yeah. this? <laughs> it's one of the most genuinely comical things I've seen in a very long time. Is watching that where Erica Brown Brown hair Barbie, brown hair Barbie. <laughs> Popper um, Brown hair Barbie. Um, I didn't know what their names Poor were Barbie. until I watched it this time. I never knew what their names were. I couldn't have told you their names were Annalise and Erica. I, know, I said Princess and Popper. Princess and Popper, just like all brown hair people. I probably you know, said Barbie and Popper. Um, but anyways, um, when they're sitting there singing that song together and Erica gives like kind of an emotional, like sung spoken monologue about how hard her life is as an indentured servant. And Barbie's like, yeah, I ring a bell and my maid brings me eggs in bed and then she brings cookies and my life's so hard. We both want to be somewhere else. Hmm. No, no, no. Yeah. And she, Erica's just there smiling like, oh, wow, yeah, we both have it just as hard. Totally the same. Totally the same. <laughs> well, I feel like they could have, see, they could have fixed that by focusing on the fact that Princess Barbie is being forced to marry someone even though she doesn't want to. Mm-hmm. And that that sucks. And like you can, I mean, you could get like a gritty dark version of this where like we talk about the reality of the monarchy and <laughs> medieval times where a young woman would be forced into a marriage against her will and like well do i don't think barbie's interested in that story well do you know a more <laughs> recent version of this story this is my thesis is the princess switch of course with vanessa hudgens <laughs> and vanessa hudgens oh well clearly yes well yeah it's it's baker it's the instead same, of popper yep. mm-hmm. and it's princess and princess I mean, it's like, for anyone who has not seen Barbie Princess and the Popper, it's the very, like, 
I mean, it's been done many, many times yeah. in many different forms. The story of like two people, they look alike, neither they of them are happy places. with their lives, they switch places, and they both like realize either they want this new life and they don't like what they had before, they they wish they had what they had before, and then they both inevitably fall in love with someone who thinks they're someone else. Except that like in this one, like Barbie got kidnapped. Yeah. And like <laughs> Martin Short convinced Barbie's mom, the queen, that she was dead. <laughs> That's that, rough. Yeah. The, 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 that whole subplot, that character, the whole idea of how to get the throne was, I'm going to steal all of their gold from their gold mine. And then I'm going to show up and be like, oh, no, all your gold is gone. But look, I happened to stumble upon all this gold. And how could you refuse? <laughs> like, it is not the, like, wait, so all our gold got stolen under your watch. And now you have all this gold. Nobody's going to put... Nobody's going to nope. question. Also, can I say that in the opening when they're like, we're going to have to make Barbie marry the the prince of this other country because it's the only way we can stay financially afloat because the queen walked to the mines and was like, "There's no, like we're literally out of gold because I spend it the second it arrives. Like I have spent through every gold lump you sent me like immediately like you don't know how fast i spend those gold lumps like were you not investing anything lady was there no was there no sustainable no, business her plan daughter was upstairs getting eggs and cookies in get, bed get gold lumps and immediately spend them on eggs and cookies I, this is not i i think that there are bigger questions about this monarchy than than <laughs> are asking this movie <laughs> i just thought like you don't like the idea that the queen went down corrupt. to the gold mine and was like oh no we're out i just well, we're like, done. You know. A cursory glance at the outside of the mine is all it takes. <laughs> <laughs> it's we're empty. done. It's I, got, you got done. Got it all. I mean, it's good that Blonde Barbie is a scientist because that's her whole thing, right? Like, yeah, like that's the, that's the trade off. Is like brown hair Barbie is like, yes, I am going to have to work for the next forty years of my life to pay off because my parents sold me into servitude? Is that the, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Okay, so that's my life. And then Blonde Barbie's like, I want to be a scientist, but instead I have to stay in bed and eat cookies. And that's, but but at least that, because what her solution is, like she starts an industry with... Geodes. With geodes. <laughs> that's like the, the nerdiest dream is like, I'm going to save a kingdom with geodes. I'm going to create a geode industry to keep my kingdom afloat and then marry my sexy rock teacher. I forgot Finn, about you this. laugh, but that's your exact dream. What are you talking about? Because that's her whole thing. She's in love with her geology teacher. I got to say, I forgot about this entire subplot until watching it this time. Yeah. It comes out of nowhere. Well, it's her... her knowledge of geodes saves the kingdom yeah and saves her saves her poor mom from having to marry i can't believe he's gonna make the old lady marry him at the end mm-hmm. he's an old dude well i just i can't believe he's like i don't know you just don't usually see that plot yeah and the queen's like uh okay <laughs> i guess i guess i have to marry you i just <laughs> can we talk about the um the <laughs> accent like dispersal <laughs> with the animal characters <laughs> like this is where all the animals can talk but they can't talk to the humans so they have to mm-hmm. abide by the humans but they also definitely have sentience and then there's a dog and he's got a gold tooth and he's from new york i guess mm-hmm. <laughs> i don't know he's like the, the most yonkers dog i've ever heard <laughs> like there's a french horse that is yeah uh-huh. 
<laughs> complicit in all the evil plans. Uh, I don't. It's a lot. A lot of accents. Mm-hmm. There's that cat that barks. Yeah, there's the cat that barks. What was that supposed to represent? I think it's just about a cat that barks. <laughs> was that the, that was the cat that brown-haired Barbie had, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Was a cat that barked? Because mm-hmm. she's quirky or different? She's Her different. cat barks? Yeah. She's different. It's Except also, she also is a beautiful singer. Her okay, interest yes. is music and singing. <laughs> Which is like that. Go ahead. I was going to say, that was your cue. That was the clue right along as to what which Ken was going to get which Barbie. Yeah. Because the one plays three instruments and then mm-hmm. uh, the one Barbie sings. But this is the thing we've talked about before. This was in like my like the high school musicals when there's a musical thing, but then somebody sings. It's like a thing that stands out from the fact that everybody sings. Like, wait, but do people hear this person singing? Because everybody yes. sings. <laughs> Especially when you have two characters who are convinced they look and sound so much alike that they can trade places. That blah, blah Barbie's like, wow, she's really good. It's like, yeah, but then you sing together and you have the exact same voice. You have the same voice. They're literally voiced by the same person. You know that? <laughs> oh, I thought that's it. A, is one, it is one person. That's actually impressive voice acting because she, uh-huh. she clearly used her spoken voice differently to make them sound yeah. a little bit different. No, that's true. They did. They, yeah, yeah. they did. They did. The, the one sounded uh, daintier, uh, you know, more royal. Well, because and the she's other one, blonde. Well, yeah. Well, well, that's how that's how blonde people talk. Yeah, I was incorrect. Uh. <laughs> um, they the same persons did the speaking voice for both of them. Mm. They had different singing actors. Okay, oh. and the voice actor didn't sing for either of them. Two different people sang for both of them. Oh, interesting. Same for King Dominic. He had someone else sing for him. They got a lot of people involved to In make this, this Barbie, Barbie movie. movie. It's a classic. It's a great King film. King I- Dominic. The it's amount of it's a good film. Oh, the, the songs that like I was like, oh god, I know every word of the song. Why? And I, I mm-hmm. it wasn't my era, so I guess it's just Riley when you were a a, a but a babe, and how often when this I was played in our house. watching this on repeat. Yes, I I mean I remember watching it so much that they they had a of course the limited edition like probably Pantene or something um, shampoo and conditioner that of course it makes sense in my head the blonde barbie was the shampoo and the brunette barbie was the conditioner right of course right i don't know why it makes sense but it made sense but the bottle was like an entire doll i mean like the whole dress and head and everything it wasn't just colored like the colors it was like the whole doll did you have a seraphina though i feel like i remember you having act like action figures not action figures or dolls but (laughs) Mm, probably yeah I, feel I, like remember I remember that. that. Yeah, I remember that shampoo bottle. Why? Why is shampoo pink and conditioner blue? I don't know. It's like how like math is red, red. science <laughs> is green. Yeah, yeah. English is blue. Social studies is yellow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why? I don't know why, but that's what it is. I feel like Taylor's going to disagree. No, no. I mean, <laughs> Do you I have just strong don't know feelings why. about the colors of subjects, Taylor. No, no, we've talked about this before. I feel like we all agree on these. I, yeah. I was more just trying to understand why why shampoo is pink and and conditioner is blue. And I, I don't know why. You know, you need shampoo. You don't necessarily need con- conditioner, and mm. that owes itself to the secondary nature nature of brown haired Barbie, which I think is unfair. I think that's well, true. Yeah. It's always a shampoo day. It's not always a conditioner day. You got the like the star and then the backup. I don't understand why. You would not use conditioner. 
I have always. Sydney thought- shampoos for cleaning. I know, but you always have to condition after you clean. Okay, but all of us produce too much oil, so you don't always need conditioner. And uh, we are an oily people. <laughs> I have never once shampooed without conditioning. Never well, in my life. Um, uh, we can talk about that off the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie has started conditioning first, and she has no guidance as to tell her why nope. that's. Nope. Well, she told me after. She said she saw it on uh, YouTube that you're supposed to do that to make your hair so soft. And I mean, I didn't know how to say like, well, it's already done. And then her hair was fine. I don't know. You know that like going. You know that going forward, she's going to shower again, right? Yeah. Like at some point in the future, she's gonna then wash her hair again. And this is how habits start. So, and this is how she ends up. Is she just what, at washing first, out the conditioner. She ends up at like her first pool party or sleepover, and they're all like taking their showers and get ready for bed, you know, and washing their hair. And she casually says, "Like, oh, you know, don't you all do conditioner first? And then it's that moment where everyone's like, "Uh, no, sorry, what?" And she says, well, "My mom said it was okay." And then you've there you go. Well, I just I guess it was more like an experiment. Like I thought, well, let's dry and brush her hair and see what it's like, and it was fine. I mean, it was nice and soft and clean and shiny and I don't know. I don't know what any of it does. I know that it my hair is bad before and good after. <laughs> <laughs> and it's taking the pink out. Um, That's yes. a brown haired Barbie take, I think. That's a brown haired Barbie take. <laughs> <laughs> I like to sing. I sew dresses and I have brown hair. Um. Yeah, so anyways, the movie ends with a double wedding. <laughs> okay, why do they have a double wedding? I don't know. It's it's especially confusing when you remember that, like, it, it, from what I'm remembering from watching this the other night, Annalise and, and Julian mm-hmm. are, like, immediately, like, you know, after They've the known each other for a long end. time. They love each other, yeah. Yes. Yeah. They know they're in love. It's they're just, ready. like, a well-kept secret. They're ready. But Erica is, like, a world famous singer for a minute right yeah i love that she's like listen i do want to marry you but not yet i gotta go have my world tour first and so she goes on a world tour for a while mm-hmm. i kind of like that that's very oh, un- yeah. it's very un barbie un princess un- you know what i mean it's very it, brown hair barbie it was yeah brown hair barbie they do what they want <laughs> Uh, it was very surprising. Um, I, it was such a funny thing, though, because she's like, oh, no, and now she's in, in, performing in front of an audience. She realizes that the only audience she cares about is her future husband. <laughs> so I don't know how progressive that, that narrative was. Well, her wealthy yeah. monarch husband. Yes. She'll settle for having the same <laughs> problems as her blonde-haired counterpart. At least they didn't make her dye her hair. Yeah. That's true. Now you will assume the role of Princess Barbie. It's time for the blonde. <laughs> Is it just like a transformation moment? Just like a shwoop. There you go. Now you're blonde. There you go. Now you're blonde. Now you're Barbie. Now my name's Erica. No, it's Barbie. Why does blonde Barbie have a name that's not Barbie? Why isn't she just Barbie? Well, Barbie is the actress playing both. <laughs> yeah, Barbie is. That's why it's the same voice actress. It's Barbie. Oh, you're probably right. I wonder if that same person voiced... Like, future Barbies. Probably. Do you think there were... Okay, I oh, saw I that there were, like, outtakes at the end. Uh-huh. I didn't watch them. Oh, I, I remember them from, like, somewhere deep uh-huh. cemented in my memory. Especially, like, when Julian starts doing, like, the weird dance. Yep. That, Did, I don't know why I remembered that one so much. 
Because uh, I was hoping in the outtakes it would just show like Barbie throwing a wig on real fast to do the other part and like filming both of them. They don't clarify? No, no. It's, no. it's clear. There's two Barbies, according to the outtakes even. Mm. And two Kens, I suppose. You know, Kens finally get into... Because, I mean, I would say that as, as much as Barbie is a concept, Ken was not. Unless your concept is like guy who hangs with Barbie. Yeah, I think Guys, that's it. This, that's it. Um, but this, I just, I need everyone to know this woman was Barbie and like every single Barbie movie musical and movie that was ever made. Well, she's got the most thing. Barbie voice ever. It is a very like, Barbie voice. she is voice. just Barbie. That's, what? I mean, Matt all the Campbell's way been until, the Joker in like a 30 true. properties. Um, 2015 was the most recent one where she was Barbie. I, like a full decade plus. I think it's I think it's funny that when they finally started making because I mean they've made different Kens right, like what? Ken just isn't the blonde blonde hair anymore. Yeah, but Ken never got the same treatment the, as Barbie in the sense like you didn't get packs that were just like I don't know here's Ken with a different job. Well, no, the things that Ken got to do is have different hairstyles and outfits. Yeah, yeah. Like there's the Ken with a man bun. Mm-hmm. And the Ken with the spiky hair, and the Ken with like the flat hair, and then Ken gets to have different colors of hair, mm-hmm. and they made different like skin colors of Ken, but they're all Ken. There's no yeah, there's no but like the, specialization of yeah. career for Ken. Well, it's He's interesting though because it feels like is it is that supposed to be like intentionally? Is that a comment they're making? In what? our world, Barbie is multidimensional. Barbie can be all things. To, for all people and all professions and can be anything but all Ken can do oh. is change his hair and clothes I do right. agree that Barbie is not is an that inher- commentary? it's not an inherently feminine or feminist ideal or, or product no but I, I wouldn't say that in that sense that Ken is always an accessory to Barbie you don't just get a Ken mm-hmm. that has a life and a story on his own. You get a Barbie, and then you need you know, a Ken Ken's to go thing along is that he's with Barbie's the Barbie's friend. Yeah, yeah, well, which boyfriend. is how most women are used in yes. media, right? Usually in jobs, it's like, oh, that's a male, that's a lawyer, a doctor, mm-hmm. a businessman, and then he's got a what Ken beautiful do? wife. Ken doesn't do anything except exist to just be like, I'm Ken. I go alongside Barbie. I go alongside Barbie. I will match her in color scheme or yeah. career mm-hmm. adjacent or you know yeah that's fair yeah ken is a sexy lamp why do i feel like ken is usually a lifeguard well he's that, that makes sense for yeah ken, he's been right? that a lot too sure yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i mean sometimes ken like has a skateboard or a surfboard or some roller skates well, ken engages ken's, in sports <laughs> ken's getting the same treatment as a lot of women where it's like oh they exist to be like this sexualized like mm-hmm. part partially naked accompaniment to the powerful man no barbie is a concept ken is a sexy lamp Uh uh-huh well but i I mean i think this goes into a broader conversation about like the male and female gaze because of Mm. course it doesn't matter that ken is an accessory because young boys aren't buying ken necessarily to play with that's true there there are male fantasies out there and this is obviously very gendered what i'm saying but like that that's that, that's what they're engaging with, mm-hmm. whereas Barbie is meant to be sort of a a, a female fantasy mm-hmm. of you know this man is an accessory to you based on what you need. He's he's an emotional support accessory <laughs> based on what you're doing, which is also why my Barbies always chose to date either the new kids on the block 
or the guys from 90210. Oh, you were not about the emotional support kin. No, I don't even know that I had a kin because I had those other dolls. I had a kin, but usually the the blonde Barbies were dating the brown hair Barbies. <laughs> yeah, Sydney would never uh, like a doll that just emotionally supports her doll and mm. maybe cooks or bakes or like... You know, hey, has not- <laughs> emotional awareness to respect her needs. My that's not at all. Not she a wants. Lamp. She wants a cool. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that I think that maybe, maybe. I don't think Ken's just a sexy lamp. I think that the, that it maybe plays into the idea that a, uh, a a fantasy is to have somebody that compliments and supports your goals in life. When I envision myself and my partner as a Barbie and a Ken, would we be wearing color-coordinated outfits, and would he look good, or she, alongside my designated career kit that comes with me when when I come in my little package? That's what I think about. The answer is yes, then there you go. Then you're a Virgo. (laughs) Don't you ever think of, like, you've never thought about what would be my little accessory pack? Uh, You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah, like what if some because you know like when they buy like the the teacher Barbie you've got the Barbie but then she's got like a chalkboard and yeah. she's got you know like papers to grade and there's a desk like Justin has said actually that's funny you say that he one time I he was emptying out the pockets of my work fleece that I always have with me at Harmony House because it's your cold accessory there. kit. And he was emptying out the pockets and he said, if you were an action figure, these are the things that would come with you. Yeah. And it was, in addition to the fleece itself, a pulse oximeter, a tube of Burt's Bees, and a thing of Narcan. <laughs> there you go. That's <laughs> the most intense Barbie yes. ever. <laughs> that, that, well, those are the things that are on my person at all times. I would have a drawing tablet, um, a cocktail shaker, and uh, uh, a... Mm, Cat? Yeah, yeah, Jack would be there. Yeah. Jack? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I guess I'm not <laughs> trans. I'm not a I, I'm not I don't get my own narrative because I'm not a Barbie anymore. I guess I'm a kid. Hmm. <laughs> well, Ken's getting a narrative now. I'm yeah. really excited you about You could have the new a man movie. bun. I was gonna say no, everything we've been never, talking about never. has made me excited about the new Barbie. The like the idea of Ken just existing yeah. as an accompaniment to Barbie, like from everything I've seen in the trailers, Ryan Gosling is just empty-headed, no thoughts, blank stare, Ken, who's there to be next to Barbie. <laughs> well, I'm excited for it. Yeah, me too. And I also will say I genuinely enjoyed this rewatch of Barbie Princess oh, and the Pupper. It, it, it was very silly, goofy, but like, it was fun. It kind of holds up okay, too. Like, it's not one of those old movies where you watch and you're like, oh, God, why did I ever like this? It's like, no, I get why I liked this. This is an enjoyable hour and a half I just spent. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I enjoyed it. I made me laugh, and the girls loved uh, Well, Cooper especially. Charlie lost interest, but Cooper was glued to the screen the entire time. Well, there are many other Barbie movie musicals I will not make you watch on this podcast, but for anyone yeah, else listening who wants to take a deep dive back, yeah, well, you know. Nice. Eventually, I might have to circle back, but yeah, there's lots. I was a fan of them all. So thank you all for watching. No problem. Um, what's next, Sydney? I just want to talk about the thing that I'm doing. Sure. <laughs> Um, we're doing Spongebob the musical so I want to talk about Spongebob and I'll talk about the musical we can just talk about Spongebob the property the cartoon the whatever your thing is sure. whatever your favorite iteration spanned like all of our generations it's been around forever so 
So, SpongeBob. Yes. Um, well, thank you. Thank you both. Thank you. Riley, thank you for having us watch a Barbie movie. Of course. <laughs> uh, we found it on, where did we find it? I paid to watch it on Amazon Prime. <laughs> That's I re- where I also watched I it. I rented oh, yeah? it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You gotta give I that Barbie some money. <laughs> I rented it. Um, but there are lots of those Barbie movies, though. Charlie swears yes. there's one called Princess and the Pop Star that she wanted to watch, but I couldn't find that. Did Charlie just make up an idea that maybe I mean, be something maybe she someday. accepted it. Maybe yeah. it will be. It. You know what? She is absolutely correct. It came out in 2012. Well, that's what she wants. Oh. To watch. It is like the and you know you know what, you know what main Barbie looks like. What she's blonde and she wears a pink dress. You know what secondary Barbie looks like. Oh, is she brown haired and with a blue dress? Well, she's brown haired with a purple dress. Ooh. So, but yeah, she has brown hair. <laughs> of course. <laughs> there's also a princess in the pop star Veggie Tales. I don't remember that. So there's that. Anyways, well, anyway, uh, thank you. You ever, you've never brought Veggie Tales to the table. You can make us watch. <gasps> oh no! You should. Oh no! God I haven't. Knows we but did. now I will. I've, I've, I've sheltered my children from it. No, no. To, no, lo- no longer can you shelter them from. Where is my hairbrush? <laughs> uh, thank you, listeners. You should go to maximumfun.org and check out a lot of other great shows you would enjoy. Um, you can tweet at us at Stillbuff. You can email us at stillbuffering at maximumfun.org. And thank you to the novellas for our theme song, Baby Change Your Mind. This has been your cross generational guide to the culture that made us. I'm Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McElroy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. I am still buffering. And I am too. too. That Preminger song is a bop, guys. <laughs> what? It's a good villain. How can I refuse song? Yes. It's so primitive. Still primitive. I like that. Like he just keeps singing his evil song, like all the time. Like you're yep. in your plot, dude. Like why yep. are you doing it? Stop. He's just like me. <laughs> <laughs> my fellow graduates, for 500 episodes, my podcast, The JV Club with Janet Varney, has gathered story after story of all the scandalous things we've done throughout our childhoods. Stories like how Jamila Jamil survived a horrific house party and she was on crutches. This is great. Or how Hal Lublin learned a Shakespearean monologue in his pajamas. This is not the speech we approve. Without your love and life tragedies, there would be no podcast. In fact, I'll have an exclusive look at how Maggie Lawson's mom confronted her after a sneaky basement meetup with her crush. Spill the tea, JV. Security! Uh, uh, listen to the JV Club with Janet Varney Thursdays on Maximum Fun! Class of... MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.